Who can take a garbage bag? Garbage bag. And stuff it full of kids. Stuff it full of kids. Who can kill anyone he wants to and get away with it? The boogeyman. The boogeyman can cause he stays right out of sight until the lights go down. Silent screams bounce around my head like an impending storm, brewing into a force that will escape in a wild dance of chaos and be lost forever if I don't stop to write them down. Hello and welcome to episode 13 of Prelude to a Scream, podcast fiction by Mark Leslie. I'm Mark Leslie and the story today is The Boogeyman Can. The Boogeyman Can, by Mark Leslie. The Boogeyman. The Boogeyman Can, cause he stays right out of sight until the lights go down. Okay, hold it! Stop the film! Lights! What? What's wrong now, Martin? The lights in the mini-theater came on. Martin massaged the top of his shiny round head, sucking the last half-inch left in his cigarette. He sighed as he flicked the butt into his companion's coffee, where it fizzled, unnoticed by Rogers. I give you two extra weeks and a half million dollars and you come up with this crap. You come up with a mockery and a poor one at that of the Candyman song? Roger stared at Martin with thin red eyes. He had spent the last 70 hours attempting to complete the Boogeyman music video on time and he just made it. The money this lousy assignment would earn him would help pay for the studio space he needed to cut his first record. He'd planned on going home and dropping into a very deep sleep until the secretary told him he was supposed to stay with Mr. Martin for the screening of the video. Great. If there was one thing he didn't feel like doing, it was sitting beside the old fart in the mini-theater and listening to the whistling noise he made while he breathed. All that Rogers had wanted was to drop off the film, pick up his check, and never have to see Martin's ugly mug again. But, as he should have expected, Martin was not easily satisfied. The video had barely begun to run when Martin screamed for it to stop. This product has been ready to go for a week now, but we didn't release it. They tell me it's time, but I say, Hold on, fellows, I've got the best man in the business working on our promotional video. He's young and new, but I know he'll deliver. Give him another week. Rogers won't let us down. Well, Rogers, you've made a lying bastard out of me. Martin's dome began blushing as he ranted. Look, man... Rogers paused, trying to pull his words together. It's a rock video. You barely let the video begin if you'd give it half a chance. Half a chance! Rogers, this song makes a laughing stock of the boogeyman line. It's supposed to be a serious product with advertisements aimed at the parents. Your stupid lyrics belittle the importance, the current social need of the product. They make fun of it, and you aim the damn thing at the kids. It's a kid's toy. Rogers was barely aware of the words he was uttering. He had had enough trouble keeping his eyes open, never mind trying to keep up with the blithering bald man stewing in front of him. But no kid in the right mind would buy the thing. It's a product which parents will be buying for their kids. Martin got up, walked over to the nearest wall, slammed his fist into it, and then sat back down. Rogers, look at me. Look at me. Did you even bother to read the marketing package I gave to you? Package? The description of our product and of our target market, you idiot. Rogers leaned forward and sipped his coffee. There was a weird taste to it. It was cold. No, that wasn't it. There was something else. He looked down into his cup at the floating cigarette butt. Did you read the package? 
I never got the bloody package. Anger gave him his second wind. Or was it third, fourth, or fifth wind? Who knew? Being awake this many hours made it hard to think. Besides, what's there to know? It's a product called the Boogeyman. It scares little kids into being good. I left spaces in the video for your marketing editor to insert stills of the thing. What the hell else do you want from me? Stills of the thing? Stills of the thing? You stupid fool. You think by adding still photos of our boogeyman over top of your pathetic, childish jingle, anyone would ever buy our product? Do you even understand how much time and resources you've wasted? Martin walked over to the wall where he had slammed his fist. He signaled the technician in the projection booth. The opposite wall opened up with an annoying squeal. Rogers rubbed his eyes and tried to look into the darkened corridor beyond the wall, but he couldn't see in. Damn it! Something stunk to high hell. Was it him? He sniffed at his armpits. The echoes of a soft, moving, slithering came from the corridor. A mist rolled out and settled across the floor of the mini-theater. It was the mist that stunk. Rogers felt a chill and sipped the coffee once more. Oh, shit! He'd forgotten the stupid cigarette butt. What the hell's going on, man? The dark silhouette of a tall, skinny shape appeared in the entrance of the corridor. Rogers couldn't make out any features through the mist which curled around the figure like a dark robe. Martin waved a bony figure in Rogers' direction, shaking his head. He's been a bad boy. A very bad boy. He spun around and headed for the door. Martin, where are you going? To get another songwriter. A good one! Martin called to the production booth, and he stepped out of the room, quickly closing the door behind him. Lights! The slamming of the door was instantly followed by the sound of the door being locked. The lights dipped, plunging the room in the darkness. Even the exit signs at the top of the house and the work lights from the production booth went out. The foul smell intensified with the encroaching darkness. Rogers heard the slithering sound again. It, too, was louder, closer. Through the door, he thought he could hear Martin's voice, somewhat calmer, somewhat more satisfied. You know, some of those lyrics you wrote might be useful after all. The boogeyman can, because he stays right out of sight until the lights go down. <laughs> a noise very much like a cross between a screech and a growl echoed through the darkness as something slimy and large picked Rogers up by the top of his head. The howling groan of the creature reminded him of Martin's laughter. And there you have The Boogeyman Can. The Boogeyman Can was first published in Imalod magazine, volume number 4, January 1999. Uh, this is a tale that I had uh, written as a warm-up writing exercise, so occasionally before I actually start writing, I used to pull out a piece of paper and just scribble some something, and, and, and I'd scribbled um, the Boogeyman Can lyrics, uh, obviously to the tune of the Candy Man Can. So writing uh, poetry in a spoofing fashion uh, often got my creative uh, juices pumped. So basically, the concept I, I think of it as is I take a fixed form with a known result, and I try to force new words with a new meaning to them. And I find that an incredible creative exercise that uh, that gets me going, gets my muscles pumped. I also love spoofs. I'm a huge Weird Al fan. I, I love the nature with which he takes um, 
you know, a song and, and completely sticks to the tone and mood and setting, uh, and yet applies completely different lyrics that really, uh, really turn things around, um, you know, creating obvious uh, parody and humor. Um, but but again, that exercise is something that I, I use a lot, and most of the stuff that I do that way ends up uh, getting just tossed or junked or piled up in massive piles in my desk that I may look at 10, 15 years later. In any case, I took these lyrics, and for some strange reason, I thought it would be fun to actually try and come up with um, a place in which these lyrics would be used, and thus I came up with the whole concept of Rogers as the struggling musician who was, you know, selling his soul in order to hawk uh, his uh, his musical wares uh, to an advertising uh, gig. And of course the uh, the crusty old Martin who um, is trying to get this product out there that's going to make, uh, make everything better because of course the parents have the boogeyman and they keep them in the closet uh, they just have to threaten their kids with releasing the boogeyman because the boogeyman can. Um, in any case I had a good time. Uh, it was a fun story. Uh, I was delighted that I had it published um, and it's kind of interesting as I was uh, as I was reading the story this evening, and, and I just thought about the concept of uh, of the musician and a cutting a record, because uh, come on, when I wrote this, uh, vinyl albums were still popular. Now, not in 1999 when it was published, um, but certainly in I'm pretty sure this original draft of the story must have been drafted uh, when I was in university um, in '90 probably 91, something like that. So, of course, um, you know, CDs were, were still new back then. What's a CD? In any case, The Boogeyman Can, great story, uh, was published in Imelod Magazine initially. I reprinted it in um, One Hand Screaming in the section of the story that are that was called, or the section of the book that was called Kurt Cries in the Night, which was short short stories and poems. I also had a few spoof poems appear in that section, uh, one of which I believe I read in, in podcast episode 2 or 3, which is uh, With Apologies to E.P., E.P. being Elvis Presley, and that's when I readapted the lyrics to um, Are You Lonesome Tonight, one of my favorite Elvis songs, um, to um, Are You Vengeful Tonight. Um, in any case... Don't really have that much more to say about The Boogeyman Can, except that if there are any budding writers out there, what a perfect warm-up writing exercise. Try it yourself. Uh, take some song lyrics and no harm... no, Not difficult to do, I should say. Uh, turn on your Top 40 radio, pick a song that's just been playing repeated, 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 and uh, rewrite some uh, parody lyrics to that, and potentially you've got... Uh, You've got the makings of a story there. Of course, the problem I have as a writer is not the lack of ideas. It's actually sitting down and getting those ideas onto paper, which is what I'm going to try now. So I'm going to try and cut the podcast out before it hits 12 minutes and maybe uh, pick up a pen and start writing. In any case, thank you so much for listening to Prelude to a Scream, podcast fiction by Mark Leslie. This has been episode 13, The Boogeyman Can Lyrics. Thanks for listening. Perhaps we'll see you in episode 14.
You've been listening to Prelude to a Scream, podcast fiction by Mark Leslie. This podcast has been released under a Creative Commons 2.0 non-commercial, no derivatives license, which basically means feel free to copy it as many times as you want and give it to as many thousands of people you can. Music has been provided by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful day.